Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. A federal court hearing is set for tomorrow regarding our Rhode Island Good News Club case. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, it's such a privilege to defend this organization, Child Evangelism Fellowship, which shares the gospel with so many precious children in the public school, in these after-school clubs. We've never lost a case. And so here's another example of where they've discriminated against the Good News Clubs. They've allowed other clubs, but not the Good News Clubs. So we continue the battle here. Yes, in <laughs> fact, uh, this Providence Public School District formally allowed the Good News Clubs before COVID, but then COVID hit and all the clubs were naturally shut down because the mm -hmm. schools were shut down. Right. Then when public schools started to reopen again, the school district allowed these other clubs to return and even new clubs to come on site, but has continually refused to allow the Good News Club to return. The last time that the Good News Club was on an elementary school campus in the Providence Public School District in Rhode Island was the 2019-2020 school year, just before COVID caused the cancellation of all the clubs in the spring of 2020. And what's interesting is that the, the principal, I mean, the students, everyone wants the club, but for whatever reason, they're just ignoring and being difficult of not wanting this club back. Yeah, so these are clubs that are for kindergarten through fifth grade, uh, K through five. They're on the elementary school campus. There are some for middle school in the younger middle school around the country. Uh, there's thousands of these clubs uh, around the country. Mm -hmm. And they're after-school programs. They are led by an adult volunteer. All of the students, uh, this is CEF's policy, have permission from their parents to attend. So in other words, if a child shows up without parental permission, they won't allow them to attend. That's their policy because they want to make sure that the mm -hmm. kids are there with their parents' knowledge and permission. It's a good policy. So it's the parents. Yeah. The parents are making the decision right. to send their kids to a good news club program. And these are after-school programs. They're sponsored by Child Evangelism Fellowship. Child Evangelism Fellowship is the largest Christian ministry, not just to young people, but it's the largest Christian ministry in the world. It's in more nations than any other Christian ministry. Frankly, it's in more nations than any for-profit corporation in the entire world. Uh, it is an amazing ministry, and I'm talking about not just being there periodically, but being in more nations with an active, ongoing ministry. And they have an incredible outreach. They have Bible stories. They'll memorize scripture. They'll sing songs. They'll have different snacks. Uh, they learn mm -hmm. about different characters of the Bible. Uh, they will learn character development. They'll learn respect and dignity. Uh, what we have seen in past cases or we've litigated is that school officials have remarked how they've visibly seen a change of the behavior of the students for the better after they attend a Good News Club. I mean, why wouldn't you want these in your schools? I mean, these children are 
getting spiritual growth. They're learning how to serve others, social, emotional, character, and leadership development. And as you said, they see a difference in these children versus them fighting in the bathroom or whatever. They're, they're getting this great spiritual foundation, and it affects their behavior. It's just puzzling to me why a school district would not want this on their campus. The only reason why they wouldn't want it on their campus is because of a specific blatant bias against Christianity. Uh, because in this particular case, uh, we not only have submitted applications, the Good News Clubs have, that have been either just completely ignored or pushed to the side, but we also sent a demand letter. And in the demand letter, we cited to the United States Supreme Court decision, and we cited to other decisions. And as you mentioned, we've never lost a Good News Club case, and we have represented hundreds and hundreds of Good News Club cases around the country. Most of them resolved without having to go to court. Uh, but there are a few of these very stubborn ones uh, that it's not due to ignorance, especially once we send a demand letter and we outline the cases. It's very clear. Uh, you allow these other clubs on campus that are secular, you can't deny a good news club because it's religious. And the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that in June 2001, that this public schools violate the First Amendment by not providing equal access and equal treatment to Christian clubs when the school has opened the forum to secular clubs. Yeah, in fact, in that particular Supreme case, Court. they allowed the Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts to be on campus. And so the Supreme Court said, well, they, they teach the same subject matters, but one's from a more secular, one's from a religious perspective. So they teach character development, they teach respect, they teach patriotism to, uh, you know, love your country, love your neighbor. One does it from a Christian standpoint, using Bible verses and Bible stories. The other one does it from a non-Christian aspect. So the subject matters you allow, and certainly those are subject matters that you would want to allow mm -hmm. to teach good character development, but you're not allowing them solely because they're Christian. That's unconstitutional. And so the Good News Club won. Uh, again, we've never lost a case uh, with regards to the Good News Clubs. It's very important to reach the young people. Uh, there's a book called Transforming Children into Champions by George Barnum. Mm. And he did some research on children's ministries. And CEF has experienced this from the very beginning as well. If you look at, for example... The adults, if you were to poll the adults and say, when did you give your life to the Lord? Uh, up to 85%, depending upon what poll you're looking at or survey, would say it would be before the conclusion of their 13th, 14th birthday. Uh, people who are in full-time missions, they feel that call before the conclusion of their 13th, 14th birthday. It's very important for recidivism because Child Evangelism Fellowship also has the What Went Wrong program that goes into the prisons. Mm. And you may have, for example, a, a kid that has a mom or a dad or both parents in prison. And so they will, with the parents' consent, sign up the, the parent and the kid with simultaneous Bible studies because it's very important uh, in that situation, parents that have kids and those parents are in prison there is a very high rate of recidivism that the parent would go back to prison 
and that the kid would ultimately become an inmate in the prison because mm -hmm. of the example of the parents. So you want to break that cycle. Good News Clubs or Child Evangelism Fellowship has an amazing ministry outreach, and they're in thousands of public schools around the country. Liberty Council has the pleasure of representing them nationwide. Tomorrow, we're in court in Rhode Island at a federal court, and Rhode Island is still not allowing the Good News Clubs to meet on campus. At the same time, Holly, they allow the Girls on the Run. It had its first spring meeting on February 27, 2023. Uh, they also allow the Boys and Girls Clubs. They allow the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, the Girls on the Run. They're all given free use of school facilities mm -hmm. after school, but the Good News Clubs are banned. They're not yeah. allowed. I think there's actually some going on in Rhode Island, but this particular school right. district is discriminating uh, very blatantly against these Good News Clubs. So it'll be interesting tomorrow in court to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, from a legal standpoint, it should be an open and shut case. It's mm -hmm. amazing that the Providence Public School District is continuing to ignore the Constitution, ignore the clear legal precedents. As you said, throughout Rhode Island, there are other good news clubs in other public schools Which throughout is more, the state. Which is even more amazing that there's they're in the state, but just not this particular district. It's Providence. It's the Providence uh, School District and its superintendent, Dr. Javier Montanez, uh, and he is digging his heels in. You know, the yeah. fact of the matter is this is going to be a very costly mistake for the Providence School District. So it could be provident that they're yeah. <laughs> they're going to lose this case too. Well, pray for the kids because you know every semester, every year, for example, that there's no good news club case. These yeah. kids graduate from fifth grade to sixth grade, and mostly good news clubs are focused on the K through five or elementary school. Some are in the lower grades of the middle school. But when you go from elementary now to middle school, there may not be a good news club right. there for you. And these are key, key years for these children in their formation. It's unbelievably mind-boggling why anybody would resist a good news club. And the only reason is because of their just blind bias against Christian viewpoints. Well, continue to pray for this case. For more information, you can go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.